This is PBE Daily Early Mornings and Late Night Podcast. My name is Point Mikey Vumbi. Thank you so much for taking back the time to actually come listen to the show. I love the fact that even after my long hiatus, the reviews I'm getting so far of the, la- of the last episode have been very, very positive and very, very good. Simply means that even that break kind of worked to the greater purpose of this actual platform that I've been lucky enough to be able to actually have in my existence. And I'm grateful for it because I'm also learning that in the fact that I haven't been as productive as I would have typically been in the last couple of weeks. Like since Monday, I think I've done little work on Tuesday and Wednesday and I am famished. I won't lie. I am famished. I spent 90% of today sleeping. It wasn't the best of things for corporate existence, but I think I'm of better value to my workspace when I am 100% in control and 100% present. I did double a little bit in the work of corrections that I have for my clients, but that even the guys who are now communicating and contacting me again are the guys whose work had been either been put on hold or their work had didn't come with a degree of conflict in what I needed to do before I returned to their work. It, it's it's always a blessing to me if I find that some of the individuals I'm choosing to work with or some of the individuals who are choosing to work with me are happy enough to notice that by my disappearing and returning, I am of greater value to them. Most others have a conduct that I, I do have reservations towards, but I think to a certain extent I can't really hold it against them because it's of importance that I try as much as possible to continue bettering that which is the relationship I have with those who I work with and even to improve on the speed at which I work. I spent the last couple of minutes preparing some of that which was on hold in that the cool thing is I'd already made like preparations and a new method of working is what I'm, on, I'm going to try out with some of these client pieces because I think if I execute them according to how I feel this will perfectly go, I may have found a way to cut off the middle, some of the middlemen in regards to some of the stages I used to do my work in. For example, there's always the rough sketching phase. After the rough sketching phase, I'll move to the second le- level of roughing, which is roughing inside the digital files and then drawing the final pieces thereafter. So I want to see if it's possible for me to with the help of the different tools that I've gotten acquainted with in the last couple of months to actually do those other extra pages and those extra executions based off having a clearly drafted rough sketch. So hopefully that which I am hoping to achieve will fall according to play. And if this particular piece of which I have the next two weeks to complete alongside others which they're not as many pages but they just I I need to get back into the groove of being excited about that particular work and and no disrespect to some of you but I think there's some of you whose work I literally just fell out of love with and it it really doesn't hurt me much because in some of the cases no payments were made the non-disclosure agreement is going to be obeyed in every way shape or form and the few who actually accepted that I needed to get away before I come back and told, like, told me they'll have me back later, I think they will benefit even more than those who decided to take an even more stern approach. So enough of me rambling about those who <laughs> probably have nothing to do with anything that I'm, I'm dealing with. But I, I, wanted, I wanted to put that out there that it's important for, for fellow 
creators out there to know to know that sometimes it it's it hurts when the client doesn't see the sense in you wanting to give each and every one of them the integrity and and give each and every one of them the patience and attention deserved so to those who survive they'll survive For those who don't another artist will do an even greater job than i will so it's always god speed to the next man the topic i wanted to touch on today was a topic that was a continuation of what i touched on yesterday in which i described how situations we're living in right now as a war that has to be fought and in this war that we have to fight we have to really consider in which angle we take this particular wars and this topic actually hit me on the 16th i believe it was the 16th of june i didn't touch it i didn't really work on it i just kept on swirling the idea in my head and it's because i think the clip i watched on that day was a very important clip unless i'm mistaken june the 16th is the birthday of tupac shakur Hopefully I'm correct about that. I, I, I'll fact check it, but I'm just going to go with the fact that on the 16th of June is when this idea hit me. And there's a clip that was rotating online, especially it popped up on YouTube. And it was of a 22-year-old Tupac. And a 22-year-old Tupac talking about how frustrated he is that nothing seems to change and he's going crazy because he sees how most people have decided to lay their, lay their arms down and not fight the good fight and not push themselves to the next level and not aggressively try free themselves for the bounds or the binds that are this so-called uh dog eat dog society or this so-called equal society because i don't think we have that kind of level of equality and we don't even treat each other with that degree of equality and the frustration he has is the fact that he being the descendant of the the black panthers and his mother during the gestation period of his his existence having to defend herself in court because of the racial biases that existed and them trying to fight back from how the nonviolent movement didn't work to, to their advantage and all that and then having to still deal with and address the same situations in his 22 years of life and finding that he seems it feels as if those who are his role models or those who are supposed to be his leaders and his superior figures are also towing the line and playing the part that it's gotten so comfortable this is how that relates to the episode i spoke on before it relates in this sense we want to see change but the guys who are supposed to be our change makers are already in quotes in bed with the guys who are causing the problem so our so-called change makers are only no noisy or loud to the point where they're told to be pacified so it's only to get them into the room and have them actually become part of what the problem ends up becoming so it's why in many cases sometimes i see activists and not truly activists they're just lobbyists who are trying to make sure they get into the room to continue their lobbying processes it's why certain leaders who i have voted for time and time again i find it hard to actually look at them and look at them as role models because they've fallen short of that which i expected them to be here i was thinking that they're actually working in my to my advantage but i found out that they're trying to do everything that they're doing for self-preservation so it's man against man and i think of the speech by the 22 year old tupac Rikor. we keep on forgetting that guy passed away at 25 he was taken from us at 25 but in that time between the ages of 17 and 25 the amount of work he put in that still influences countless generations thereafter people will defend his honor in aggressive ways i mean i for one yes i'll defend his honor but i'll also not take everything he says as biblical truth i have a measuring stick of to what extent to follow what and i always choose 
to be objective to that. I I may look up to somebody, but I won't look up to everything that person is. I'll look up to exactly what I need from them and walk away from the rest. And it's not like a condemnation of who they are. It's just that you, you've served your purpose. I can't continue insisting on something that I know that you, you've already surpassed your usefulness to me at that point. It's not fair to you. It's not fair, that's fair to me either. So coming back to this idea of Tupac, it, it made me realize that this war that we speak of is a long-term war. It's a war of attrition. And when I googled and tried to find the meaning of the word attrition and that kind of war, it simply means this, based upon my little research. You may find different ways to actually break it down, but so to take your definition for it, and hopefully mine just guides you to seeing the positivity in the statement. When you are fighting an enemy who has more resources than you do, when you're fighting an enemy who has more backing than you do, sometimes the only way to beat them is to out outlive them, outsmart them, or outweigh them in situations. By that I mean this. If I know dealing with this individual is difficult for me simply because they're going to drag me down by the amount of finances they already have, then I can't really beat this person now, can I? However, if I make them spread themselves too thin, they won't have enough resources to stop me when the time comes. They'll have no choice but to sit down with me and end up making an agreement. Closest thing that comes to that, I think, would have to be um, the little I've seen about the American Civil War. I've been coming across the ideas of the American Civil War because there's some, some things I'd like to write. And I think by breaking down that material, I'll... I'll Maybe I'll make sense of what needs to be done next, but just bear with me, guys. I'm I'm trying my level best to <laughs> be wiser in every episode I create. And when it came to the idea of the South, the South, when it was fighting the North, by having them be attacked in countless places, they couldn't really possibly stop the advantage of the Northern Army. And the attrition angle comes in this sense. The South didn't really take advantage of the fact that the biggest resource they have was the slave labor, because by not by not taking advantage of the slave labor, they couldn't really fight the North. So by the North, which is speculated that Lincoln never really wanted to free all the slaves, but he figured the only way to to, to actually have the manpower that could eventually get in the South was to make the Emancipation Proclamation, I think that's what it's called, and then the numbers changed, so people would escape the south to run to the north in order for them to, to add on to the numbers of that which will be the enemy to the americas right now another way to look at it um say the individuals who are not big fans of how um the middle class continues to rise now this is it harkens back to I hope I'm saying that word right. Um, it goes back to what I was talking about, how the middle class and the fast rising middle class and the aristocracy in every country is having a hard time with these people who are slowly finding that they don't need to be held down or bogged down by this or this or that. So by the continuous rise of these individuals, the frustration by those who are the status quo ends up making life even more interesting for those who choose to be objective. 
Tupac plays into all this in this sense. I describe the the war he wanted us to fight in this sense. The character that is the streets of America when it comes to how black Americans are being confronted, especially during these COVID times after the passing of George Floyd, sorry, the murder of George Floyd and countless other uh, characters, the female uh, security personnel who was murdered in her own home, all this into consideration. Guerrilla warfare is what's happening in regards to the African-American community. The first rising leaders of the African-American community, especially in this particular age, be it musicians who are making music that actually impacts or informs the, the musical fan to think outside the box. They're playing the long-term war. The only way you can beat an enemy in the long-term war is to find a way to fiscally be able to fund your long-term war. You may have to work with less, but you have to do it in a sense of you don't have to look to other people to actually fund you to do the necessary. That's where, in this case, things have to be considered. We're playing guerrilla warfare, and the only way we can fight back is to accept meager pay in the initial stages, save as much as we possibly can, and remove ourselves from servitude in the sense of how bad it could get in a workforce. Like I put you like this. I've had this uh, love-hate relationship with the idea of settling down in that I'd like to be able to settle down and still not be able to be compromised in that which I want to achieve. It's a tall order because that which I want to achieve is a sense of freedom to do what I want when I want to do it and not have to ask anyone to fund or project their potential necessities to that which I do. The moment I've seen most of my pals who it never really was planned for, for them to have families and stuff like that, some of them, very, very few of them, but some of them, it turned into now that the desperation to make sure the family is taken care of leads to them desperately needing to have a source of income. But the few who I've seen from the jump who were smart enough, even when I didn't know what was going on, to build themselves homes, to build themselves a financial freedom in that they have a place to lay their heads, were able to find their careers and say no to people who they don't need to deal with. In the last three weeks, I've had probably my lowest as far as extra earnings or even personal earnings. I, I, as we stand right now, I have zero, absolutely zero financially. I'm not broke. I'm just low on resources at the moment because I even wrote down a list of the amount I'm owed. It's not little. It's a big amount of math. And even one call that I had today, sorry, not even a call, a text conversation I had today was of a piece of work that they require to see the first samples before they can make the down payment for the work. As much as I'd try and manipulate the clients to actually pay me in advance, they have to get their product first, then everything else happens. I'm torn in the sense of the integrity I'd like to have in the quality of work I create. It makes me not want to do certain things that would be easy cop-outs for a way out in these times. This war I'm trying to fight requires me to find ways to make a lot happen with less. By doing so, the ideal of what abundance is and success is will be seen in the future. And the only way it will be seen in the future is when you have a position where you could actually make your bargain 
from a hard stance. There is no feeling close to the feeling you have when you're leaving a meeting room and the meeting you're leaving is because you don't mind being told no and even if the person who sits in front of you hurls insults at you, you're not even phased by it because, hey, I had nothing in the first place. Which means even if I leave with nothing, at least I sat in the room for a few seconds and now the thing I'm leaving with is not even nothing, it's something because now at least I know how you think. And I can go better prepare myself for a moment if we will ever meet again or if a person like you approaches me thereafter. There are two, three entities who are in conversations with me to try and make some things happen. And all I've been asking of them in the very initial stages as I respect their non-disclosure agreement, all I've been asking of them is to have integrity. To not have us reach a point in the future where we didn't lay all our cards in front of each other perfectly and now we can trust each other and we can stand each other. That feeling sucks. And I'd hate for that feeling to be what dictates what the next phase could possibly be for us engaging or working together. We all need to accept these facts. Less is going to be what we're going to have to make for now. The abundance we had hoped for in the plans we made in January, we should really put that put those ideas in the back burner or prepare them for the next phase or better inform ourselves on how to properly start them in the new year. Knowing that we're supposed to work with less, the best way we could go about it is as we tighten our belts, we also find a way that in those tightening of belts, we still are able to work in this circumstances that we're de dealing with right now, which are very, very strenuous. They're not the most fair circumstances, but if we can find a way to thrive or be successful within those circumstances, then we'll be the better for it. It's not easy, and I don't think it's supposed to be. Nothing worth having comes easy. Everything worth doing requires patience and real keen eye on execution. We have to think on that. Upon my 35th birthday, the one thing that was most important to me is the next five years. I would like by the time I'm 40 to have these things come to pass. And I'm putting them into the universe right now because I think it's important for that to be what I'm held accountable for by me to me fyi you guys get to bear audience to it because you're the first people i talk to i want to have at least five graphic novels done hopefully all five written by me i'd like to have my first feature film complete and already having made its impact in the world and i'm working on my second one next on third one or i'm working on a series or side by side with the next film that I'm working on, I'm also working on an animation series of my own creation. I'd like to reach a point where my radio persona and slash television persona speaks of these truths that I'm currently on and makes them become even greater value for the person who gets to engage with me thereafter. I'd like to have the degree of freedom to tell a person no, especially if I see what they're trying to get me into, doesn't make sense to me and if it's not a matter of saying no that i can be in a position to make demands that work to the greater benefit of not just myself but all around me who believe in why i work so hard and also i'd like to be able to in that time hopefully be a better version of a man to a person i love i wouldn't mind being in a relationship by then i wouldn't mind if that relationship 
is a way that it's equal to both parties and a way that it makes both of us happy because I just saw something online. I don't know how factual this is because nowadays even the stories that are coming up, of which I'll, I'll address in one of the topics in the future. Dr. Dre allegedly is getting divorced. And that kind of hurt because it's around the same time when Russell Simmons is being accused of sexual misconduct. It's damn near none of my heroes will be untainted in the public domain. I mean... <sighs> it is what it is at the end of the day with all that these people love influenced in my existence and with all the ideas that I'm actually trying to boil down to and I'm finding the perfect direction I choose to be Caesar or be nothing at all thank you for your constant support in this podcast no it has not reached a point of monetizing yet and I think maybe by my continuation of making more impactful and more uh, shared episodes I will get to that point where the product even leads to greater things to come to pass. I think by my practicing how to speak coherently nonstop on this podcast, it's bettered how I even execute myself on radio. And it's thanks to you listening that I become a better person, not only for myself, but also for the audience that I hope to gain and the world I hope for us to make together. So enjoy yourselves, be good, be kind to one another, take care of yourselves, keep sanitizing, because this is, this, is, this is life now. Don't you forget. And until next time. Uno.